The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown We are rolling. What is up, dude? <sighs> you know, we roll. Collective, uh, collective sigh of yeah. relief. Oh, so dude, far, the, the air, the air is cleaner. <laughs> There's a spring in everybody's step. <laughs> the sky is bluer. Oh man! Oh Jesus! I mean, I... who would think I'd be this excited over a 78 year old weirdo? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what your fetishes are, man. <laughs> I've gone on record saying I don't even like the guy. I'm just so thrilled that the world's biggest fucking embarrassment is is packing his bags. Yeah, nobody. Hallelujah. Nobody's the excitement is not for Biden. It's for mm-hmm. anybody else. Oh God. So oh, well, it's just just too much to even. I just love how the biggest scumbag in American political history is just can't wrap his mind around people voting for the other guy. Like what? Well, it's not. It's like a, it's professional wrestling. He's locked into a character, mm-hmm. and he feels that the fans, you know, they. they it truly is, like, and, the, and the fans are like professional. It's not healthy, but we'll see what you know. The thing is, now that he, now that he's cornered and on the way out, they can cause a lot of damage in the next mm-hmm. two months. Still don't know what the you know control of uh, the Senate's going to be, and still a lot of things up in the air. But yeah, it's uh, the fucking Four Seasons thing was oof. <laughs> that seemed like a uh, Nathan for you sketch. That didn't seem real. There was whatever uh, Zach Bornstein. I don't know him, but I guess he's a comedy writer. But his tweet about like he's like I, I could write jokes for the next eight hundred years and not come up with something as perfect as this. I mean, this is the top level of American government, and they made such a bonehead mistake there. Like, so we're supposed to believe that uh, the people that can't even book a fucking press conference at the right location are going to uncover voter fraud. Okay, it's got it. It's it. It would be great comedy fiction and very sad truth. Is what it is. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Like, I wonder who is responsible for that. Was that a Giuliani thing? Was that uh, lower down the ladder? Like, uh, I'd love to know who fucked up on that and who signed off on that. But, like, but the it, I, my thing is like, imagine if that's the only thing that happened—the kind of hilarity yeah. of it. But that combined with four years of just <clears throat> the, his own <clears throat> rallies. Telling people he's beat COVID are super spreader events. <laughs> it's like, I don't, you know what? I don't need to see any movies or any fiction about this. Like, oh, here's going to be yeah. the comedy. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see the Gary Sanchez production of like, no, we got it. We got, we got it. No, give it 10 years, man. Give it 10 years and then we can laugh about it. But right now mm-hmm. it's, like I said, we got uh, 
I'm trying not to, I'm trying to keep my cynicism in check because, you know, everybody deserves mm-hmm. to have a good time right now. I just feel we've, we've moved from the, uh, the hooker that tells you she's fucking you for your money to the girlfriend experience <laughs> of like, Oh, that's a nice shirt. You look handsome. Like that <laughs> same thing, but just different approach. But Hey, all right, man. All right, buddy. Let's be, let's be, not be cynical. Tell myself that. Well, and yeah, I, I'm I'm suspicious of Biden. I and first of all, I, keep in mind I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not a political pundit. Um, I didn't care for him when I was, you know, rooting for Bernie. Of course, I was pulling for Bernie mm-hmm. over Biden. But at the very least, at the absolute minimum, I feel like we're going to have a little bit of common sense and a little bit of common decency. Something we've been starved from for four years. Just a little common sense and a little common decency. It's amazing how far that will go. And we've had none of that. None of that Just from act, this fucking client. Act like a president. Yeah. Act, act like a fucking president. Ugh. That's all. Just act like a, like a, like a guy who's aware that he is a, a, a leader of the free world. You know, that's all. That's all. Anyway, I, I, I feel like there's not much more I can talk about on it no we're all happy we're all getting there jubilation if you're not if you're not happy then you happen to listen to this show uh your next four years can be like our last four years so i'll say tough shit to you yeah i'm gonna try i don't think i that's not right to hate you but tough shit to you get over it snowflake It's, yeah, the hypocrisy. And like it's just exhausting pointing out the hypocrisy of both sides. Well, he said that. Well, then that. It's like, we've all had to pay so much attention to this shit. And that's good. Like, look, like that, like voter turnout being as high as like that. I was trying to write a bit about how, like, when you tr- like, try to find the positives, like, look at how much attention this brought and got people to vote. Mm-hmm. More vote, more votes than ever. For a presidential election. Yeah. So polarizing enough to get people to participate is a good thing. That it encouraged yeah. people to participate and understand that them voting does make a difference is a good thing. Now you can sit there and make shit up about Ooh, fucking fraud and this and that and just look at how the exact thing that everybody said Trump is going to do, he did. And mm-hmm. down to the yeah. like, he he told everybody to uh, somebody pointed this out. This wasn't me noticing it, but he's like he told everybody to, like don't mail it in voter fraud. So all like yeah. majority of Trump supporters went the day of, and that's yeah. why those numbers got counted first, and it looked like it was going to win. Everybody else mailed it in. It takes time to do that stuff, and you're gonna be like, well, dead people vote and this and that and fraud and this and that. Wait till your boy's in jail for all the tax evasion, every other fucking thing he did, and you can start talking about yeah. cheating. But Anyway, yeah. I don't understand why, where the confusion was, though. He told you to not vote by mail. And then they're like, why are all these mail-in ballots for Biden? Like, it's, it's such a low level of stupidity that it's, it's unfathomable. Like, do you not understand what you're saying and what you're doing? Like, he said, don't vote by mail. And then they're confused why all, oh, all, the, all the mail-in votes are for Biden. Yeah, it's because your idiot leader told you not to. Well. It's and and just and then the the 
uh, stop the count, count the votes, contradicting each other. Like how it's not that confusing. Well, like Trump doesn't. To put it in baseball terms, Trump wouldn't. Trump doesn't understand why the home team gets to bat in the bottom of the ninth. Like uh, that's an analogy that's probably going to fall on deaf ears with you. But uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, saying. I don't know either. But okay. <laughs> but it's like all your votes were day of. In person, of course, those are going to come in first. And then they're just like, how the fuck are all these mail-in votes for Biden? Because you told your crew not to vote by mail. Where's the confusion, idiot? What's really important is that everybody doubts the democratic process now. That's what's what's great. Everybody across Mm -hmm. the board doubts it. And that's only going to be great for the future. Did you you have any uh, celebratory America meals? You have like a big steak, I mean, big steak with a with a with a sparkler in it or anything. <laughs> I mean, that's just every every night in general. But uh, no, just uh, I mean, I just it was just well, especially big pot after of such Dave's a American long chili. Week. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was just ecstatic because, I mean, as everybody knows, like it, it took day number five for us to finally get some sort of confirmation every morning. I was waking up last week, checking and watching the news, and it just—it was exhausting. Yeah, but then finally, I kept refreshing like, okay. the. Yeah, but I—I uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm not super political, but just the level of stupidity that's been rampant. Not just here's the other thing: it's not just that he's a fucking con man and an idiot and has no integrity and no character. It's a fucking miracle that he hasn't done more damage. Like it's a fucking miracle Buddy, that like he didn't I get said, us into man, some war. You got... Yeah. He's not just an embarrassment, he's a liability. War he's with a who? He global made, he made liability. Friends with dictators. That was one of the uh, that was one of the points that people like, you know, you tried and read the counterpoints. Uh read read what your enemy has to say about things to understand them. Like, well, no major conflicts. Well, he was uh a president, like touting that as a triumph. It's like, yeah, because the man is buddies with war criminals. Yeah. The buddies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we improve relationships with North Korea. Why do you want that? Oh, the, the yeah. place where they starve. Good. You should go there because you're behaving like that. You start calling them dear leader at this point. Ugh. So. Well, I've never seen such a, uh, such a cult mentality. That's what I'm saying. Like. You, you want to pray? Go go watch documentaries about North Korea. Go look go look at Google Maps when they have like at the how there's no power in North Korea. Look at like a look at like a map of the world at night where you could see like the lights in major cities. And when you go over countries where they don't have the undeveloped countries that don't have a power grid in place, there when I was there, they would uh, at the um, DMZ the border wall. Between North and South Korea, they always put their strongest soldier face to face at like the gate that they used to cross, and they do all kinds of crazy shit there. Like like when someone when they're having like a meeting room, the I think it's the North Koreans like they do this chain of like hand holding, so whoever's going over to the South Korean side to like deliver anything can't just break away and run free to South Korea. Uh. Like they all do this like human chain to make sure they don't leave. And they put the strongest soldier from each side 
And the soldiers from North Korea are like, on average, however many inches smaller and skinnier because of generations of malnourishment. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad he uh, sowed peace with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just counterpoint. It is. I mean, <clears throat> the people that hate you the most and also have nuclear weapons. Yeah, maybe it's a good thing to uh, kiss up to him. But I don't think he was doing it to keep us safe. I think he was doing it because <clears throat> he admires the uh, the following that uh, those kind mm-hmm. of leaders have. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what do we get? You can learn a thing or two. Yeah. But <sighs> it's all good times, buddy. Yeah, man. What else is going on, man? I saw, uh, I saw that uh, Dirt Nap went to the vet. How's she doing? Good, man. Well, I was just like, all right, let's get let's get old girl tuned up for the winter time. Uh, you know, cause become <laughs> she's part of the crew now. She's part of the gang over here. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. She's part of the fan. So we we got her. Yeah, I put that video up. Dude, I get it. I did that it. Is, amateur hour. I should have grabbed her by the scruff <laughs> of the neck. I know that's how you're supposed to do it. It just feels mean. It feels mean. Yeah. But that's how the... That's mo- no easy task, getting a cat in a carrier like that. She fought a little bit, but it wasn't bad. I thought we were real nervous that she was going to hate us afterwards and, yeah. and run off. But um, she got a little more spring in her step. I think, actually, she got her <laughs> worm medicine, and she's feeling good. She's out there. They figure she's about 9 or 10 years old. It's a she confirmed. It's a she. We even we were like, I don't know, man. Root around on you. you we're paying you. You go take. You go take a peek. Um, but uh, yeah, see, we got a whole little thing. The bird feeder out there. We got squirrels. We got dirt nap. Dude, I saw it's like real. It's I like, saw that video too. Oh, that fat squirrel, the one that Rachel saw. You really did? You put peanuts in the bird in the squirrel feeder? Uh, yeah, I think one of them just out there. <laughs> One boss fight squirrel is just out there eating. Like they go, like I'll put. It looks like it's got to be I'm, like, that little feeder. I'll say is about six by six by six, and uh-huh. I'll fill that thing up. It's gone by the end of the day. They are going really. You know, I mean, it's getting cold out. They got to stock up. But like, just understanding your grandparents when they would just sit there and like have a, a binoculars and a book of bird identification. I uh-huh. I get it now, man. Yeah, I suppose yeah, it's interesting. Sit out there and watch those uh, critters live their lives. I love it, man. I, I used to have all kind of bird feeders back when I had an actual house, and uh, it's fascinating. It's just they go nuts. They love it. Mm-hmm. Little humming hummingbird feeder. You you had hummingbird feeders at the old place, right? I remember that. Yeah, we got them here. There wasn't too many around here, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, but yeah, it's so chill, man. I love it. That's great, man. I'm happy for you, dude. That's uh, dude. That <laughs> that fat squirrel. That was, I mean, dude, big boy, that boy out there, boss hog. Just, I mean, good. I don't know if that's good or bad for winter, because then you got that. He's gonna be fat come spring. He got too fat. I think they don't have self control. <laughs> I understand bulking up for winter, but this guy, like, that's got to be like a heart issue. <laughs> it's already cold. Your blood's already going to be thin, and then you got a heart. Well, maybe that's good. You want thinner blood if your heart's having trouble. You, yeah. you want thinner viscosity to pumping through the <laughs> pipes if if the pumps got trouble. So maybe we're maybe we're doing more harm than good, lavishing all these creatures with the with treats. <laughs> Helen's getting chunky. We're putting weight on her. I don't think she can. 
I realized the conflict and be like, oh, we should have a bird feeder and a wild cat. I'm like, oh, we're just making a buffet for her out there. But fortunately, we're feeding her the fancy feast. She's not hungry for that wild bird meat anymore. (laughs) Oh, man, all my pets are obese. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard not to let them indulge. There you go, buddy. How can you? Oh, man. How is Charlie can't be obese? That dog's too small oh, to get Char- fat. Dude, you ain't seen him lately. He looks like a football. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> he looks like no a football way. with legs. There's no way that can be healthy for that animal. No, he's he's portly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like though, I mean, I'm joking about it, but like, no, we we do try to, you know, keep him in check somewhat. But like, unless you just because he won't eat his food all at once. So there's, it's not like it's meal time. Like, all right, you put out some food and watch him eat it all. Then you could just, you know, ration it out, monitor how much he eats. But they don't eat that way. You just put it in a bowl and he just eats till it's gone. And then, you know, we lose track of how much we put in and when we put it in. It's like, oh, the bowl's empty. Put some food in there. You can't. You got to put and, them uh, critters on a schedule, man. <laughs> they, well, they they eat each other's food. It's it's just chaos. So you got a regiment. You got to get them on the treadmill. I'm going to get a little miniature treadmill for him. He can run right side by side. Put him on the leash and keep him right behind you on the treadmill. <laughs> oh, man, that would be funny. Get but, it. yeah. Fuck, little fat-ass <laughs> tiny dog. He's a little fat bastard. Just gurgly barks. And Katie feeds him, Katie feeds him human food all the time, and I don't know enough, but I'm just like, should he be eating pancakes and syrup? And she's like, it's fine. He just. Uh, I he mean, I won't know about fine, but I bet he's loving it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to do something. He How's is, your dog going to have a heart lonely. attack before you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they make the tiny defibrillators for dogs. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's a little fat bastard. <laughs> just rubbing his nipples off on the sidewalk. <laughs> Where did I see oh, that one? It's just a dog with a big dick. And it was like the funniest, saddest thing. Cause you could tell like it was just rubbing raw on the ground. Oh. <laughs> oh, speaking of big dicks. Speaking of uh... BDs. <laughs> Dude, I like the new merch. Oh, saw that today. People wanted it. People Plug that, wanted baby. it. Where can we find the new Canaan uh, uh, Upstate Down Bat shirt? Oh, man. Anx- anxious and Angry. Go to anxiousandangry.com. My buddy Ryan from Off With Their Heads is running his uh, clothing operation over there. Um, That's a good looking shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty classic old school Batman. Logo. It was actually uh, one of Luke, Luke Douglas Field's pals. Um, Oh, uh, shit. I want to get his name right. I put it in the Instagram post. But uh, he they came and saw me a while ago in Denver, and he had drawn that, drawn that up right away. It's just a classic Batman thing. Um, yeah. Keith P. Rain was the artist who did okay. it. Okay. And uh, right on. Yeah. He had them. I'm like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I'd make a shirt because I'm trying not to make like joke shirts. But then that was like, that was subtle enough, and people mm-hmm. wanted it. I'm like, all right, here you go. 
Here you go. Have at it, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, so that's out there. Oh. So if you want, I think Ryan says he's going to make some <clears throat> enamel pins, of which I don't. I thought the enamel pin game was a little overrun, but if you want a little big dick canane bat for your lapel, <laughs> those will be coming shortly. <laughs> well, that's where your merch is, oh, too. Your, your biscuit shirts and Boogie Monster stuff's over there, too. Not yeah, anxious and yeah, angry. He's doing all the, our stuff, yeah. Yeah. The, fill up that cart. I Holidays are coming around and coming up. That's true. That's true. What else been going on, man? You've been shredding this week. Any uh, any rad activities? Anything? No, it's cold about? up here, dog. Yeah. Well, what's the temperature right now? It's in the thirties. Ooh, thirties and rainy. Like even I was like getting excited. I'm like, ooh, I get to ride in some fall weather. I'm thinking like, ooh, forty seven degrees with a crisp. It's like, man, it's cold as shit. It's seventy two mm. in Chicago right now. Really? Yeah. Right now, where I go ride, it's thirty nine degrees and it's raining. So I'm like. You know what? If I was in shape, maybe I'd go for it. But I'm just getting back from my foot being all messed up. So mm-hmm. we're just shredding on the inside. We're playing the guitar. We're we're putting on weight like all the animals. We're putting on weight for winter. I did sh- I did a show last night, dude. When's the last time you did a show? Uh, February. I did a spot. You do a real show? Yeah. In, I, in person? I did a spot really? with old Sean Jordan and uh, Simon Gibson, who's up here right now. Right on. How'd it go? It was fun. I, I, you know, I don't want to mistake like a good time with like everybody's just excited to be out. And like you're saying, like the vibes lighter in the world mm-hmm. with the election results and the idea that like uh, there might be a COVID vaccine. But you never want to like mistake. Yeah. Like I am also a fantastic comedian. It's like, no, nah, if there's a good mood, like, you know, when you see a room that's just <laughs> hot and like everybody can just like. You're like, oh, even the guys that aren't funny are crushing. You're like, good for you. Get a taste of it. You know, <laughs> I kind of felt I kind of felt it was that, but it still felt good to do a show and, and try out some new bits and have a good time with it. Well, that's good, buddy. New new fun bit is uh, the confusion of uh, being able to shoot guns on Bureau of Land Management land, but also being called BLM land. Mm-hmm. Which was like more of a riff last night. It's like, yeah, it sounds weird. It's like, yeah, you just go out to BLM land. You can shoot at anything out there. It's like, oh no, not Black Lives Matter. It's not. No, no, it's a, no, it's a different place. <laughs> the idea that I'm just going to a protest oh, and shooting at anything I want. Yeah, no, don't do well, that. It's all BLM out there. You can just shoot at anything. No oh, mm-hmm. confusion. It was funny last night, Dave. Like I said, good vibes. You know, here, well, not so much. The riff it fell flat. The government's fine with it. Yeah, yeah, I bet they are. I encourage it. This is what your tax dollars oh, pay man. for. What? <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it just felt good to do a show. It felt good to be. It was an outdoor thing, so it was chilly. But look, it was good that seeing bars try to adapt, bars and restaurants try to adapt. And that's what I'm a little worried about because it's cold here. At least in L.A., you know, if there's space, you could do whatever you want outside. But here, it's getting yeah. Buy stock and space heaters, man. Yeah, my stock in space heaters right now. Should have <laughs> should have already, but I think now's the time. But yeah, you should get a spot. Get a spot under your belt, man. Relive, relive what it I feels know, like. I know, dude. I was like, I, I've been writing a few jokes here and there, and uh, with the thought of like, am I ever going to get to use this again? It's just so <laughs> weird. It's so weird. I forget that I'm a comedian. What you got a new joke? Go you want to run a new bit? 
You want to run a bit? Nah, I don't want to. Nah, I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste it right here. <laughs> you don't want to waste it. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's a pretty good premise. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Uh, here's yeah, my new Nobody my new listening to this po- comedy podcast would want to hear a joke. <laughs> it's I, I always oh, felt the man. same way, like if I do it on the podcast, but now it's like, oh no, you workshop it. People are okay with hearing it again. I always thought mm-hmm. differently too, but they're all right with it. What is, what's the premise? <laughs> Tell me the premise. We'll figure it out. Uh, let me see. I've got it written down somewhere here. Of course, now it's gone. Um, hold on just a second. We get the wording right. I want to make sure. Oh, okay. Oh boy, now I got to laugh. Yeah. Be, no. Oh, be. and it's Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's not it's not in my joke. Oh, did I erase it? Did you forget it? Job, fucking... <laughs> no, I've I've got it. I just wanted to get the word. Hold on, what the fuck? You put me on the spot here. <laughs> Sorry, man. This is actually more fun to listen to you try to decide where it is. Oh man, it's fucking gone. Uh oh. I must have I got this thing. I don't know. I'm having trouble with my damn, uh, with my damn uh, notes on this uh, iPhone. The difference between like the notes and then the the shit that's in the cloud. I don't know what the hell's going on. Anyway, I'll just try to do it for memory. <laughs> the, the premise. The premise is uh, I'm Atlanta Braves fan, you know, but I, I'm I'm conflicted because uh, our our beloved Tomahawk Chop is is under attack. No mm. pun intended there, and I get it. I get it. You know, it's uh, Native Americans and stuff. But like racism aside, it's still chopping another human being's head with, with, a, with, a, with a bladed weapon. Like everybody's talking about whether it's racist or not. I just don't know if that's a family friendly communal activity that we should, you know, be pantomiming close range, brutal murder. Is that the idea that you to know? decapitate your foe? Well, I, yeah, I don't know if it's decapitator, but the 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 actual motion of the tomahawk chop is just like if you had a tomahawk, like you're just chopping them in the skull, and it's just so violent. But everybody's like, let's let's racism aside, we still shouldn't be pantomiming close range murder with a bladed weapon. Violence to that's, your that's all I got so far. <laughs> what about a tomahawk steak? Is that racist? Well, that's a good question. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it could be con- conceived as racist, but uh, why is it called? Yeah, why and, is it and called tomahawk steak. Well, because the big the bone sticks out, and then with the meat at the top of the bone, it looks like a tomahawk. I so. see. Have you ever eaten one of those? Yeah, yeah. It's good. Uh, you're paying for that bone too. You know, paying. They charge you by weight, so you're you're paying a lot of extra for that bone that you're not going to eat. But uh, it you know, it's it's a novelty. If I, yeah, it feels like they're going for the fajitas uh, pageantry. <laughs> you know, you take it out, you parade it around, like ooh, look ooh, look at that. You know, because then somebody pointed like a fajitas, you, they don't have to do that at all. It's just the smell, yeah. like it just sells more, mm-hmm. sell the sizzle kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's more of a, a presentation thing, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I really, talking about the Braves and, and all that, I don't really care, you know. I, I Not that I don't care that it's raised. I'm saying if we need to change the name of the team, lose the tomahawk chop, I don't care, you know. I get it. We've talked about that before, like utilizing another race of people as your mascot. Yeah. I, you know, I get it. Do you? 
What's this? Somebody else was like, I saw something online. I'm sure it was a meme or something. Just how it's like it's just a shit time to be an Atlanta sports fan. Mm-hmm. Like, is the crowd? Do you guys have a hockey team? Uh, no, we used to uh, probably 15 years ago. The Thrashers. I don't know if we. I don't think we've got a, a new one since then. But nobody supported it because it's the South. Even though I understand there's other Southern teams. I think. Tampa Bay won won the Stanley Cup recently or something. I, don't I know, think but, hockey would be yeah. more popular in the South, given like oh, a air conditioned stadium. Yeah, and there's so many uh, Northern transplants that move to Atlanta for work. So, but uh, for whatever reason, we uh, we didn't support it, and and I get it. Like if I, I'm not a hockey fan, I'm not against it, but I didn't grow up with it. Like I should be. Like it's fast, it's violent. You know, I'm sure it's a fascinating sport, but I didn't grow up playing it. I didn't grow up watching it, and I couldn't couldn't care less. Like, just doesn't do anything for me. I like watching the fights every now and then. Like, I'll Google (laughs) hockey fights. But, uh, yeah, I've never been a fan. I didn't know you could just fight if you want to fight. Like, like, oh, I want to fight now. And then they fight. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. And then it's totally up to the refs to be like, oh, I guess we should stop this now. Yeah, like it's not illegal. You could start a fight. You could just be fighting, and then somebody would be like, "All right, let's knock it off." Yeah. Oh, I found my note here. All right, I'll, I'll read it how it's written. Okay. Yeah, let's 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 play joke machine. What? what <laughs> why not? We're not doing any real shows. I mean, you are now. The Braves tomahawk controversy. Possible possible racism aside, it's still pantomiming chopping a human being in the head. Graphic close range murder with a bladed weapon. Way worse than pantomiming a gun. Guns are mass-produced and, and uh, fired from a safe distance. The Native American tomahawk took weeks to carve out of rocks and jawbones so that not if but when you have to violently hack your neighbor to death, you had a trusty tool to grant the Megorian grizzly death. It shouldn't be seen as a communal, family-friendly activity in the name of team spirit. Yay, Braves! Massive head wound. Massive head wound. Cut your ear off. Go team. Your, there we go. Your writing is so well put versus your recipes. Like, get you some of this, chop up the fuck out of it, throw it in there. Such a concisely worded bit. Like, are you turning That's this why in? I'm- is this journalism? What is this? Like, this is like this is an op-ed piece that you took the time to write where everything else is like, who boy farts and belches? Like, damn, Dave. Dave can sit down and like write a letter to the editor if he wants. Well, that's why that's why I'm a professional comedian, not a professional chef. I'm an amateur chef. He's articulate. I got all kind of good notes here. (laughs) Got another. My cat often vomits up his dinner, and it's completely unchewed, so he's just swallowing it whole. The only meal he's ever had. That's all he eats. It's not that the food is making him sick or something. It doesn't. Not that it doesn't agree with him. He just forgot how to eat the dish. It's the only dish he's ever been served, and he forgot how to eat it. They go hard in the paint. Helen, yeah. Helen's done that. Yeah. Rachel said, she, I guess, yeah, I guess they, she was hungry because she almost heaved because she was just chomping so much of it up. Yeah, like he, uh, little Truman here will, will, will puke up, and I know this is gross, sorry for that, but it's, it's completely, not just undigested, unchewed. Like he just swallowed it whole. And then, bleh, yeah, like I mean, they're, dummy. Not, they're not sitting there savoring the subtleties. I sit, I sit there and I put like the crunchy treats on top of the wet cat food, thinking I'm adding some texture 
and some layers to it. Cat doesn't give a shit. That was back back when Gall- <laughs> back when Gallagher was like the funniest guy. Like Gallagher had funny jokes. People forget that if you're yeah. ten years mm-hmm. old and you're just watching Gallagher, and Gallagher's like, I buy my cat all kinds of cat food, and then it goes in the corner, just licks his butt. Why don't they make butt-flavored cat food? I'm like, that's a great observation, Gallagher. They should make butt-flavored cat food. This is, I'm going to be a comedian one day because this guy is spitting oh. truth. Like, that's how I thought about it at that age. <laughs> truly thought, that that's how I thought back then. Like, this is genius. Between him and Dave Barry, I don't know if it gets any funnier. <laughs> spitting truth. Oh, Lord. How come you drive yeah, on a girl. parkway and park on a driveway? Fucking my mind is blown, dude. <laughs> is that a Dave Barry joke? That's or is a that, Gallagher, Gallagher joke. I remember that joke. I don't. I didn't know that was his. This guy is blowing oh, my man. mind. Oh, my God. That's funny. Drive on a parkway park on a I don't know, Gallagher. I don't know. I remember somebody had a similar joke years ago. This was way before I even started comedy, but I thought this was so funny about how you can uh, you can measure uh, time. Let's see. You can <laughs> let me see if I can get this right. Uh, mm-hmm. You can measure distance with time, but you can't measure time with distance. For example, like how far away do we get to Kyle's house? Oh, about ten minutes. But you can't say, "Hey, what time do you get off work?" Five miles. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. I'm not doing it justice, but that that sounds like a Gallagher joke. That was yeah, my dad's favorite one to quote is uh George Carlin. He's like George Carlin always says like about like what you could say on TV. He's like you could t- say you pricked your finger, but you can't finger your prick. And like he's every time it's like <laughs> it's like I don't That's good. like I know that you know you've told us this before, <laughs> and it's always you try to stop them before the punchline. Like I we got ah God. Is is or was your dad a fan to stand up? Like did did you hear him uh did you see him like watching or listening to stand up when you were a kid? No, I think it was, I think my dad had a whole life that his family doesn't know about. <laughs> like really? just details will come out. He's like, Yeah, man, I saw Letty Bruce. <laughs> like, what? So he's like, it's like, yeah, they had to sneak him out the back because the feds were out in front waiting to arrest him. I'm like, you were going to see Lenny Bruce? Like, like, awesome. like, like they went, I guess, the, one of my their early dates, my mom or dad went to see George Carlin somewhere. Really? Like, yeah, I think my dad was like part of this whole counterculture scene and like will not speak of it at all. <laughs> and I'd love to know about it. And it's just like, nope, they're not, they're not. They're not chit-chatting about it anymore. Like, all right, I don't know what kind of yeah. life y'all had, but at one point you were listening to cool music and listening to, like, this new art form called stand-up comedy and all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. The irony there. That, uh, yeah. One of their first dates was stand-up. Yeah, I uh, I used to drill my parents. So I would try to, like, kind of try to get info out of them about certain counterculture stuff. And the... The closest I ever got was I think maybe my mom smoked a little pot only because she claimed to be a huge fan of the Almond Brothers when she was young. <laughs> I was like, and she she saw them in concert a couple times. Like you're not you're 22 years old going to see the Almond Brothers. You probably smoking a joint at that show. Yeah, yeah. Come on, are you, how big of a fan are you? <laughs> Tell us just how big of a fan you are. 
Yeah. And I, I don't think my dad ever smoked, but uh, he de- he definitely drank. He he drank uh, till I was about four or five, and then he stopped. But every time he would bring up Germany, because uh, he was stationed over there mm-hmm. uh, during Vietnam. He wasn't in Vietnam, but he was stationed over there during Vietnam. But every time he'd bring it up, he'd be like, best beer in the world. Best beer in the world. <laughs> it's like, he must have, I had a feeling dad put him back over there in Germany. He's like, oh, it's great. We'd go... Get off the get off work. Go to the bar. Get a some some brand of beer that I, I forgot. But it, he would get that and a, a Wiener Schnitzel uh, mm-hmm. or a Kielbasa or something. He's always talking about eating sausages German and drinking food, huge man. mugs of beer. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. have you been to Germany? I was. I was in. I there's a show in Berlin a couple of years ago, and I had gone when I was a little kid. Mm. It was not, it was neat. I mean, I wasn't only there for a couple of days, but yeah, it really. It seemed like so progressive. I kind of got the idea that because of its history, at least Berlin, I was in Berlin, like maybe because of the history that that rubber band snapped back the other mm-hmm. way yeah. so hard to be like, you know, no, now we have to be accepting. We understand the areas are, but like kind of like maybe a little bit with Atlanta, but like with like some of the cities in the South where mm-hmm. the cities themselves are so, into like Chicago, like, oh, that's punk rock bar and it's white dudes. Or like go South Side and that's mm-hmm. the hip hop bar, it's black dudes. They're still segregated in a city that's supposed to be so liberal and progressive. But then in the mm-hmm. South, I remember, I mean, it was in Charlotte or something. We went into some bar and it was, they were playing like D-Light on the jukebox. But it looked <laughs> like a bunch of punk rock people of all colors and they were breakdancing mm-hmm. to D-Light. Nice. And it was like everybody was into everything. And I was just wondering, if like, because the outskirts are so segregated and racist and <clears throat> that once mm-hmm. you're in the city, like, we don't have time to squabble over scenes. We're all one scene, which is like, let's move yeah. past. Let's move uh, beyond our past, you know? Yeah. Which well, I, I thought, was, I thought was really cool. Like, yeah, we don't have time to like, oh, I like this music. I'm like, no, man, we're all one unit of of progression here. Yeah. I think that's definitely the case with Atlanta. I mean, being yeah. the biggest city in the South and most progressive city in the South, like it's just a, a beacon for anybody that wants to break away from that old culture they were raised in. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of which, Georgia turned blue for the first time in 28 fucking years. Yeah. That makes me feel good. But uh, yeah, Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta, huge gay population. Obviously, huge African-American population. The art scene, you know, there's so much music and theater. There's so much going on there. And it's uh, seriously, I mean, like any big city, but especially in the South, like you drive 15 miles in any direction and it's still 1960. But Atlanta is about as progressive as they get. And uh, boy, that made me proud. Made me proud that uh, Georgia finally turned blue. They got you know, uh, Stacey Abrams down there put in the hard work yeah, trying to get everybody. In, credit to her, huh? Apparently registered 800,000 people to vote in the last two years. Good for her. <laughs> nice. Good on I just, you, I just love. Th- I just love thinking about, not to shit on my hometown, but, oh, man, I grew up and went to school with so many backwards, closed-minded dipshits, and just thinking about them. Uh, the ones I'm thinking of surely are still there, and just thinking <laughs> how pissed they must be that their state is blue. Ugh. Democrats. Do you have any like circumstances uh, where it's like change of heart with some people? 
Like it's a hard thing to do. I I'm, you know, now uh, as a as a firearms owner and like reading more into it and like realizing <laughs> how some of the gun laws are kind of ridiculous. And the more stuff I'm learning about, like okay, you know, you know, my previous thoughts were based in like. I was reading the news stories I wanted to read and being reactionary based on that. So I'm learning. Mm-hmm. It's still tough, man. I'm still trying to go to like YouTube University about like gun cleaning, and it's still, it still always winds up descending into some kind of like, you want this polished up because if you have to rack your gun with one hand, because perhaps you're covered in, in mud or bloody. I'm like, all right, dudes, let's calm the fuck down. What if you're covered in blood? If you're covered in blood, you're fucked. Let's just say that. Like, on what situation? <laughs> I like it. So that's why I'm like, I'm liberal gun club and John Brown gun club. I'm trying to get my resources through there. But to 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 read about a group, it's like, yes, we're liberals, but we agree mm-hmm. that this side of our political leanings are kind of bullshit. Socialist mm-hmm. Rifle Association, baby. Well, yeah, I'm up in that one. Nice. Um but I wonder if like if there's anybody you knew from the South where all of a sudden later on you're like, oh shit, you really kind of flipped around the other way. Or or went the other way. Went from somebody like more for me it was more like surprise, like, oh, you're going hardcore conservative? Okay, interesting. Mm. No, not that I'm aware of, only because you gotta remember I haven't I haven't been in I haven't lived in Georgia in eight years. I haven't lived in my hometown in about twelve. So I, I don't really have a lot of contact with people that I grew up with. Um I would like to think that some of the idiots that I went to high school with have grown up and fought for themselves a little bit. That's the thing in the South, man. It's just that 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 school of thought of like, I'm not gonna develop my own opinions and thoughts. Yeah. I'm a Republican because my daddy was a Republican. And uh, just ugh, having being able to break away from that's the best thing that ever happened to me. I mean, I've said, told you this. I, I was a Republican until I was about 25. I voted for George Bush twice. Yeah, you were uh, George that. W. Like, only because it was just, and, and even then I wasn't very political as well. It was just like, well, this is how I was raised. We, we're Republicans and, and Democrats are sissies, so I'm going to vote Republican. And then... Uh, seriously, this sounds so cliche, but it's so true. When I started smoking weed, it started expanding my mind a little bit. And, and the girl I was with at the time was like, you know, Hey, try, you know, let's, let's try thinking a a little, little deeper than what we've been groomed to think. Yeah. And, uh, when I I started smoking weed in my mid twenties, everything changed and it just, uh, and not that, you know, again, I'm not trying to convert anybody, but it just, it was I was so proud of myself and it was such a revelation and it was so refreshing to be like, Oh, okay. Uh, even though my, my parents and my grandparents don't agree with me, I, I'm developing these opinions and these thoughts and these philosophies. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, um, I think the arts have a lot to do with that. Anybody who's creative, whether it be music or writing or comedy or anything, I think that helps a little bit. And yeah, yeah, pot definitely helps. Well, that's what's like, like the, the folks that I knew that were kind of like, oh, we were all doing like arts and bands and everything. And then they went right wing. I was like, oh, I'm surprised. Some people I'm not surprised. Uh, like, yeah, okay. It's like, and it, you know, what am I trying to say? It's hard to, it's hard to change later in the game. Cause then you basically, yeah. you're basically admitting to yourself that you were wrong about something. That's a difficult mm-hmm. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think like, especially nowadays, you know, as much as it's fun to laugh at the guys with 19 Trump flags out their truck, it's like some of them still were like, yeah, Trump's bad guy. I'm still Republican, but I gotta, I gotta bite my tongue and vote for this other guy. That was my one buddy. I remember like the first time around, he's like, I'm going to buy Isaac. I'm going to hold my nose and vote for Trump just because I don't like him, but I'm, these are the policies. Like he's on the side that of the policies I agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'll, I've said this before. I'll, I'll listen to those arguments. Uh, it, it's, if you want to talk nuts and bolts and X's and O's, I'll listen to that. But when it's, when your political identity is just based on whites are better <laughs> And, and and squashing the rights of others that don't look or or think like you. Come on, fuck fuck off. Yeah, yeah. that's that's just something I just can't ignore. Just someone a lot smarter than me put it well. Well, I think it was um ah oh, fuck I forgot his name um the dude uh, the documentary I am not your Negro James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it perfectly, and I I don't have it. Right now, but he's ba- paraphrasing. Basically, like we can argue policy, but the line is drawn when you're trying to ignore my existence as a human being. You know, you're trying yeah. to take away a certain group's basic human rights. Then that's when we have a problem, and and that's that's basically the philosophy that turned me from a uh, conservative to a liberal. Yeah, it's like how in good conscience can you? And, and, and half of them won't admit it. Most of them won't admit it. But it's a lot of it is rooted in, well, make America great again. Like when, re, back when, back when black people were three fifths of a human. Like <clears throat> what? What part of American history you want to go back to? What are you talking about? Well, that's my hang. I thought Eric Andre had a pretty funny joke in his new special about like the con. Like I just think like we're still holding on to the Constitution. Like it's the greatest thing that's ever written. Yeah. And God forbid you ever doubt that. God forbid mm-hmm. you ever doubt this. Uh, where are we at? 200 and some odd year old document. Yeah. yeah. Written by old white dudes for old white dudes. Still, the, like, <laughs> I, it's getting to the point where it's like when people quote the Bible, like, that's just old, man. But Dude, Eric, Eric exactly Andre talking about, about all the, <laughs> talking about all the amendments, but the one that's like, allowing soldiers to live in your house is also that's like, <laughs> like this, this is the shit we have. Like, so granted I'm not loud about it. Cause it's not like I got another document to put in its place, mm-hmm. but maybe we need to start thinking about how that was written for a very specific group of people a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but again, I don't, I don't have my, I don't have my own list of personal amendments, so I better, I'm not going to, be too adamant about it. Burn the Constitution. Not saying that. I'm just saying that. Mm-hmm. You got to start changing some stuff on there, man. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, yeah. What's what we what we got? Ghouls and goblins. <laughs> Dragon. You want to get into a topic? Dragons and wild uh, werewolves. I got to uh, let's get into it real quick. Um, every time we have a new president uh, in the last. Uh, the last handful of uh, transitions. One thing that always jumps to my mind is UFO disclosure. Do you think Biden's going to spill the beans? Do you think that presidents, how much do they even know? Um, you yeah. know, when Hillary was running four years ago, I think she made it pretty obvious 
she made some statements about how she was going to uh, drop the drop the disclosure stuff, let us all know what's going she on. Of course, was that didn't work out. Reaching for anything to get people to like her, <laughs> and it didn't work. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, in, in that context if uh, if Biden's going to how much he's going to reveal, if any. I don't think Trump is. Uh, I don't think he's really done much at all in terms of uh, disclosure. He has made a few comments saying that he, I'm paraphrasing, but he, in some press conference, he, he said uh, in regards to Roswell, New Mexico, that he, uh, he knows some interesting things. So it's obvious that the presidents, or at least you'd like to think that the presidents and uh, higher ups in the government um, well, they- are a little more aware of what's going on than the general public. That was a Brooks Whelan joke that, like, right when Trump got elected, he's like, listen, this sucks, but let's be honest. If anybody's going to spill the beans about aliens, it's going to be Trump. <laughs> and I did True. believe, like, I think early on people were like, don't tell him secrets. Like, if if mm. you do have the pot, like the privilege to know if they're real as a president, they didn't tell him. They're like, this, listen, we're, he's already mismanaging things on a on a global scale. We can't have it mm. be universal. Yeah, we can't have a, a <laughs> we can't have a universal fumble. Uh, so well, that's true. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't think <clears throat> we had it. They told us the Navy was yeah. like, we don't know what this is, and that's how fucked up the last four years have been. Is that people didn't? That wasn't even a news story for more than a week. That the U.S. military was like, we saw UFOs, and we're like. Not now. Trump said something on Twitter again. Like that's mm-hmm. how unlike and when people are when the when the other side does argue like, well, they just focus on him so much. I'm like, I do agree that maybe some of that shit was non-news stories. Yeah. Fucking idiots got a Twitter account. Get over it, everybody. He talks out his ass. Yeah. I need to ignore people that talk out their ass. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But if there is proof, I don't think Biden's gonna I don't think Biden can undermine the healing of the nation. By throwing UFOs out there. He needs to retain <laughs> as much credibility as he can. Although it might, it might turn the everybody else, all the QAnon wackos that are already into conspiracy theories. Maybe that's a little crumb he can throw them. Well, I, as much as I shit on Trump, I will say one thing that he did that uh, I thought was a decent idea, and, and you're probably going to laugh, but I, I think I think we probably need a Space Force eventually. I mean, I, I wouldn't know where, like, starting now, I don't know how you would build that from scratch, like, unless they're responding to intel that they're not letting the American public know about, but at some point, you, we might need some sort of plan for defense against extraterrestrial beings. So as, as cartoonish as that sounded, uh, that was one of the few things where I was like, eh, it's not a bad idea. I mean, it but, is. Uh, I'm still fascinated with the idea of the golden record. So, I mean, government-sponsored attempts or government-sponsored acknowledgement has been there for a while. Mm-hmm. conspiracy or not, or actual facts of like, hey, we're sending a spacecraft out there. We better put a little message for our friends in the cosmos in case they encounter it. So it has been taken seriously to, uh, to an extent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like, 
it's hard to admit Trump might have a good idea about the Space Force thing. I don't know. Yeah. But is that what you want to do is, I don't, are they, are they coming to be mean? That's the thing. What are you going to do? Like, what are you, are you just going to put a fucking, yeah, I don't know how you put a machine gun on an old spaceship and have it just float around? <laughs> we don't even know what, like, are they going to have, like, either they come in total peace with no weapons and they're like, well, let's avoid this place. All they do is have guns pointed at us. Uh-huh. You know, do you make planet Earth look like an American embassy in some war-torn third world country so that nobody wants to come near it? I see both sides of the argument is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a few stories uh, involving presidents and UFOs. Um, some of these are pretty outlandish. Some of them aren't. I'll start with an easy one to swallow. Uh, Jimmy Carter, obviously uh, president, 76 to 80. Um, when he was running for uh, peanut jackie, when he was <laughs> uh, old Jimmy Carter, he's from Plains, Georgia. Uh, when he he was running for governor of Georgia back in '69, he claimed uh, to have seen a UFO, uh, and he was with a big group of people who saw it, uh, blue light hovering for several minutes, and then took off. Um, that was when he was running for governor. When he got into the White House, one of his first things that he did was he inquired to the CIA. Uh, about disclosure. He wanted to to get the scoop, and it was uh, George W. Bush. Um, no, actually, George H.W. Yeah, this is a misprint. George H.W. Bush, who was CIA director, um, denied him, denied uh, Carter access to any of that intel. Really? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just flat out said, nah, nah, you, you're on a need-to-know basis. And I don't know uh, what happened after that, If you know, if he ever did gain any intel. But he just flat out said, hey, I, I'm the president. I want to know what's going on with this. And uh, George H.W. was like, nah, that's okay. So, really? um, But yeah, uh, a lot of people don't realize that. But Jimmy Carter claimed to have seen a UFO. Um, so that's pretty interesting. This one we've talked a little bit about before. Do you remember uh, a couple years ago we talked about Valiant Thor? The oh, alien yeah, who, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently met with Eisenhower. Um, <clears throat> here's the story. Okay. Um, early in Eisenhower's presidency, um, he took a, uh, an emergency trip to Palm Springs, California and, uh, under the, uh, under the guise of a vacation, even though a week before he had just gone on an official vacation, I think in Florida, but a week later out of nowhere had to rush off to Palm Springs, California for a a vacation Mm -hmm. and, uh, disappeared for, for about a day and a half. Uh, nobody could get a hold of him. I think even a lot of the Secret Service people didn't know what was going on. They didn't know if he had had a heart attack or some sort of uh, <clears throat> medical emergency. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the rumor is that he went and uh, had a top-secret meeting at Edwards Air Force Base and uh, basically got all kinds of intel. Um, this guy named Gordon Duff, who was uh, senior editor of the veterans organization uh, Veterans Today, he was uh, part of that. He says that uh, that uh, Eisenhower saw classified documents, and uh, the night. Oh, this basically involves the uh, 1953 treaty. Okay, what they think is he went to. It's confirmed that he took a secret trip to Edwards Air Force Base, which is not far from Palm Springs. Um, he said uh, that he, when he was off the grid for a day and a half, it was because he had a, a dental emergency. And then he showed up at some function the next day and was like, yeah, I had a dental emergency. And uh, a lot of people in the circle were real confused and thought that that was odd because nobody was talking about it. But anyway, apparently he rushed off to Edwards Air Force Base and uh, signed some treaty. And I think we talked about it 
uh, during that Valiant Thor episode. But um, let me see my notes here. 1954, the race of... Um, Okay, here's, here's the, uh, the treaty that he right. apparently signed, and it was a 50-year treaty. It lasted from 54 to 04. But uh, in 1954, a race of large-nosed gray aliens, which had been orbiting the Earth, landed at Holman Air Force Base. Now, this is the okay. speculation. Uh, a basic agreement was reached. Uh, this race identified oh. themselves as originating from a planet around a red star in the consultation of Orion, which... Uh, which we called Betelgeuse. I'm mispronouncing that, I'm sure. They stated that uh, their planet was dying, and, it's, and at some unknown future time, they would no longer be able to survive. Uh, the meeting at Holman Air Force Base in New Mexico was reportedly uh, the site of subsequent extraterrestrial meetings with the uh, same extraterrestrials who, uh, who signed the 1954 treaty. So from 72 to, 50, 72 to 73, for example, uh, producers Robert... M. Negger, <clears throat> Emma Negger, and Alan, <laughs> Alan Sandler. Cough afterwards. That <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, my. Emma Negger. E M E N E G G E. Emma Negger. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> and Alan Sandler, they had allegedly been offered and witnessed actual Air Force film footage of a meeting involving gray extraterrestrials. <laughs> that occurred at Holman Air Force Base in 71. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper explained that the terms of the 54 treaty reached with the gray ex- extraterrestrials are as follows. So here's the, the terms of that treaty. The treaty stated that the aliens would not interfere in our affairs and would not inter- and we wouldn't interfere with theirs. We would keep their presence on Earth a secret. They would then furnish us with advanced technology that would help us in our technological development. They would not make any treaty without, uh, with any other Earth nation. They could. Ab- this is where it gets interesting. The treaty states that the uh, extraterrestrials could abduct humans on a limited basis <laughs> for the purpose of medical examination and monitoring our development with a stipulation that the humans would not be harmed and that they would be returned to their point of abduction uh, with no memory of the event and that the alien nation would uh, furnish uh, Majesty 12 with a list of all human contacts and abductees on a regular scheduled basis. So basically, the treaty was like, okay, we know that aliens exist. We know that sometimes they visit Earth. We won't spill the beans on you guys if y'all don't spill the beans on us in terms of our technology, and also y'all can abduct a certain amount of humans as long as you don't what do any does, permanent damage to them. What stipulations... What? Isn't that nuts? Maybe that's why, like, people have been getting... I, limit, by the way, side note, I watched... Limit three per state, guys. Limit three <laughs> per state, all right? It's Seriously. Like a, got a re- Guys, listen, alien buddies, we're going to do a BOGO next month, all right? We're going to double. We're going to do buy one, get one free for you guys. It's been real cool. No sure appreciation. But, dude, I mean, that might explain... I, side note, I watched uh, Fire in the Sky last night. And uh, that Travis Walton story, he got abducted, which, by the way, anybody who's seen that movie, uh, Robert Patrick, who's kind of the star, uh, looks exactly like Sturgill Simpson in that movie. It's so freaky. looks exactly. I, I don't know if a young Sturgill saw that movie and was like, that's my look. I'm going to do that. Really? But, uh, but anyway, that's that story that happened in 75 in Arizona. Uh, those guys were loggers or lumberjacks, and then one of the guys got sucked up uh, by an alien and then came back a couple days later. That one, I mean, it's one of the few scary movies Rachel watched because apparently they filmed some of it like down the street from where she used to live in uh, here in Oregon. Yeah, like, in there's Oregon? some scene like yeah. scene in front of like a small gas station or convenience store. 
Oh. She's like, it fucked me up. Yeah, I won't I... watch movies like that ever again. <laughs> but yeah, that's the treaty that apparently Eisenhower signed with these uh, extraterrestrials that uh, they could... Uh, they could abduct a certain amount of, of Americans as long as they were, A, returned unharmed, and B, uh, were returned in a manner that they wouldn't have any memory of. Well, so did, we get, did we get some of theirs? Well, that's, that's the question. Like, are, in return, are they helping us with, uh, with advanced technology? Did, so. Oh, so, that, that, so we get technology and they could just take some hillbillies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What? I mean, it's not a. Why wouldn't they just trade. be like, here, take these ones? Because that would overlap with all the other government stories of them abducting people and selling them into government pedo rings if you want to buy into that one. You know, here, yeah, hey, know. hey, we got, uh, hey, we got this uh, pedo ring, but some of the ugly kids aren't moving. You can have those. <laughs> Got this bruised and reduced bin of fucking children we're trying to <laughs> pedal to... Dented cans. Pe- yeah, pedal to closeted <laughs> congressmen. Oh, man. <clears throat> but if that's true, that's crazy to think about that Eisenhower was negotiating terms with aliens and then some of those terms included it was okay for Americans to be abducted. That's why so many... Uh, UFO abductees come back with no memory. They're like, I don't, I don't know what happened. What? I wonder if, like, how do you get on that? Like, because they're not picking; they're always picking rural people. Well, I mean, that makes sense in that less people around to to, to witness what's going down, as opposed to just. Scooping this somebody there, up in downtown Los Angeles. There's a lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. So there, I wonder if they even wanted people, and they're like, "You could take some of these people." They're like, "I guess it's like such a like we really are not interested." No, please take them. Mm-hmm. Dude, but, but okay, what technology? Hang on. Then what's Does, the technology that we got from them? I mean, who's who's to say? I mean, there's all that technology in terms of uh, what we're doing in the military. Who's to say that? The aliens aren't helping us. But there's, there, there's with, been you know, no, some of these. But there's been no like gap. There's been no major leap from one uh, development mm-hmm. to the next. Like everything did happen rapidly in the 20th century, mm-hmm. but not where it wasn't like, oh, we developed flight and then we developed this and this is how we developed nuclear weapons and this is how we developed methods of propulsion and you know space travel. I, I feel like it's all been documented, like, because this, then this happened, and then this happened. So it's all traced. It's not like all of a sudden, <clears throat> you know, you know, Peter Parker just becomes Spider-Man without, <laughs> you know, and can't explain to anybody. They can just swing from webs that he jizzes out everywhere. It's like mm-hmm. everything had a trace point. Well, I mean, there's still so much stuff that we're probably not aware of, you know, classified stuff from NASA or the government, uh, you know, in terms of anything. It could be, there's no telling what intel we may have gained that, are, that isn't public knowledge yet. I haven't, I, I'll, I'll point this out, I have not said fuck no yet to this. <laughs> you told right, me, well, you told me you to might... get that ready in the holster. For what we're going to okay, talk well, about, and I have not, I have not said that. Okay, 
<laughs> okay, well, get it queued up because you might need it on this next story. <laughs> Look at why he's an hour. All, All right. right, this is pretty. This is pretty interesting. Um, apparently, I didn't know this, but uh, Richard Nixon, President Nixon, was uh, real good buddies with uh, a former actor or, or deceased actor uh, Jackie Gleason. They were real tight, <laughs> and they were golfing buddies. Okay. And uh, get this. All right, one day in 1973. Uh, Nixon slipped away from his uh, Secret Service detail. Apparently, he was notorious for for slipping his Secret Service detail. I, I think he did that several times, where like he's just on the loose by himself, with no security. So one day in '73, he slipped his Secret Service uh, detail. He showed up at Gleason's house alone. Uh, this is in Florida. They were um, he was down in uh, I think Gleason lived down near Miami at the time, or had a home in Miami. But anyway, so he shows up at Jackie Gleason's house alone, no Secret Service. Imagine that. Like the current, the, the sitting president just knocks on your door and he's just by himself. Oh, hey, Richard. Um, mm-hmm. He showed up. Gleason answers the door. Nixon said, quote, I want to show you something. So Nixon then drove Gleason and himself to Homestead Air Force Base, uh, not far from Gleason's home uh, in <clears throat> South Florida. Security guard noticed them at the gate, was shocked to see the two famous men. He waved them through. They entered a heavily guarded building. Again, this is at Homestead Air Force Base. This is when Nixon uh, was Nixon, president. This is in 73, when Nixon was president, uh, right before he, um, I was going to say, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he got impeached, right? Or did he resigned before he, he resigned, got impeached. I don't yeah. Know. R- r- yeah, right before he, he left office, uh, unceremoniously. Anyway. So they go in to Homestead Air Force Base. Gleason was uh, completely aghast when, he, when Nixon showed him uh, this room that had about a half a dozen giant freezers. And in those freezers, Gleason saw mangled dead bodies of gray aliens. All right. How about yeah, that? Fuck no on that one, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> like apparently, I, uh, I believe that Nixon yeah. couldn't keep a secret. I mean, he blew it with the whole Watergate thing, and that was like, well, you're okay. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, you know who get a kick out of these all these dead aliens? My buddy Jackie Gleason. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently uh, Gleason went home, told his wife what happened, and he said he couldn't sleep for two or three days. Um, but yeah, Nixon took him to that Air Force base and took him into a, a room with a bunch of who's, bunch of freezers. Who or coolers. said this story, Jackie Gleason? Yeah, well, his wife his wife retold the story uh, at least one time to some reporters. That's see, he was trying to give people when he said to <laughs> to the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually it was actually a threat to uh, uh, extraterrestrially deport his wife. It wasn't a threat of violence. It was like I know people who could actually get you expunged from planet Earth. I always thought that was bizarre too. I guess that was different times back then. But just the playfulness of I'm going to punch my wife in the face. Ha ha! I never did it. Maybe that's why I, they, that was their technicalities. Like, no, I'm not going to punch her. I'm going to talk to my friend. President Nixon, who will have you uh, intergalactically deported. <laughs> figure yeah, figure it, it all also, out right uh, there. there was, he also showed him uh, 
wreckage of a uh, crashed UFO, and uh, Nixon assumed that the uh, the mangled bodies were the occupants of uh, said wrecked UFO. Um, but yeah, just Nixon and, and Jackie Gleason just uh, doing a little tire kicking at an Air Force base looking at uh, dead gray alien bodies. Yeah, that one really sounds like uh, Jackie Gleason <clears throat> was just getting bored with his regular lies to his wife while he was out on benders. <laughs> He's like, all right, where was I last night? President Nixon picked me up to see aliens. Do you believe that? Or do you want to hear I was banging some waitress from the Friars Club again? What story do you want out of me? (laughs) Which now makes me think that was in 73. One of my favorite movies is uh, Smokey and the Bandit, which uh, came out like 79 or 80. So, So while he's playing Buford T. Justice, (laughs) <laughs> Next time I watch that movie, I can look at him playing that character and know that this this person allegedly has seen up close dead uh, gray alien bodies. <laughs> Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper. Make it snappy. I'm in a goddamn hurry. <laughs> Hush puppies, daddy. <laughs> that is such a funny fucking movie. You... <laughs> When's that remake? When do you get to when do you get to play Buford T. Justice oh, in a remake? God, I would love that. <laughs> oh man. I was always a big fan Jerry. of the, the movie The Toy. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good With one. With Richard Pryor before I realized that Richard you, you Pryor. Know, it's like well, your first experience, like, oh, there was legendary stand up comedian Richard Pryor. I'm like, I just thought he was funny because the Wonder Wheel popped and he was trying to keep it inflated. <laughs> They bought they, they they let a kid buy a black guy. That was the, that was the premise. That was the premise of that movie. That that kid could have whatever he want, and so they bought a black guy oh, for him. Oh, oh man, a little tone deaf. You want to do a a, a, a a racial reversal remake of that movie? Yeah. Want to see? Oh, want to see uh, Cedric the Entertainer? <laughs> by by a white dude for his family. Oh boy. Who died? No, Cedric. Yeah, uh, Cedric was he? No. Bernie Mac died. I was good. Bernie Mac and Cedric oh, confused. Bernie I get Mac. my kings of comedy. God. What a beast he was. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Kings of comedy. You wanna I, I pull my shit out, the whole room will turn dark. <laughs> he said he was Gifted, big boned. <laughs> I still do all, man, C- all, all Cedric's bits from <laughs> Kings of Comedy. Oh man, <clears throat> that and I'll, he's, I'll, he's I'll, in a new movie. Oh, he's he's always, in a new stand-up movie. Oh really? Yeah, it's called uh, the Opening Act. Okay, I believe that's him. It's a movie about stand-up, like a fictional movie, or it's just like a concert. Yeah, film? yeah, a fictional, a fictional movie about stand-up. He's uh, yeah. he's like a headliner, and then. Um, uh, Asian dude Jimmy A Yang, who's in uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, Jimmy O Yang. He's yeah. like the, yeah, he's he's like the uh, the opener, the the young upstart who's uh, trying to break into the business, and I guess Cedric's All right. giving him some work. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just saw the trailer. It looked decent. Uh, a lot of the people we know are in that movie. I think I think I saw Brooks Whelan in that trailer. I think oh, Brooks cool. Is in that. Yeah. Who's it showed up? Did Billy Wayne show up in the Borat movie? <clears throat> yes. Shout out to Billy Wayne. He's uh, he's the one that uh, brought up 
whatever uh whatever uh borat's character was the yeah. uh country country joe or somebody i forgot but yeah oh. he, he brings him up at that rally as much as like i know he's like pranking like getting giuliani to look like a pervert like i don't need any more of that stuff like because for every yeah. for every one of those gotcha moments it's a gotcha moment on like some somebody who just didn't deserve it yeah, like the there was a real sweet uh, black lady in there, and they weren't really like getting her, but she kind of got caught up in it a little bit, and it was just like, eh, she seems cool. Why yeah. are we? Why are we trying to trick? I her? read about that, and then there was like a fundraiser because she still only made like she thought she was going on a job interview, and they just paid her a day rate for the thing. I gotcha yeah. comedy is not my brand. No, I mean that movie's good at what it is. It, they're, they're, he's good at what he's trying to do, but yeah. that that stuff's never appealed to me. Uh, prank shows, hidden camera shows. That being just, said, uh, I'll watch a Jackass anytime you got one. Yeah, yeah, I watch that stuff. I was watching, thinking like you're not going to get me again, but I'll watch this new one, then I'd see the new one and be like, motherfuckers, you got me. <laughs> Never seen so many oh, dicks. My. First, uh, my first night in uh, L.A., uh, the, the night I first showed up, I went to 7-Eleven and uh, saw Chris Pontius. And I was like, man, I really am in L.A. This is neat. <laughs> yeah, you, like, you'll see a celebrity your first week, and then it never happens again. <laughs> the yeah. magic, you'll, you'll see one celebrity be like, man, Hollywood's crazy. And then the next six months, you'll see 17 different homeless guys shitting against a fence and that's that's <laughs> it that's the magic because that's it <laughs> uh, shit man i don't know well first story eisenhower having a negotiation i'm kind of curious mm-hmm. i just looked it up i see that somebody made a um a fictional movie about it oh really yeah somebody where to go here it's called low budget fictionalized movie about that idea called the 11th green okay so maybe we'll all watch that. Um, as far as it, the, I'm going to say fuck no on the Jackie Gleason, President Nixon <laughs> buddy comedy where they go to see alien dead bodies. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's the movie I want to see. As, as a movie in and of itself, like, oh, you got me. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. As, a, you're yeah. tr- as a fact you're trying to present me with, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as a, if somebody wants to write that script based off of one anecdote, that could be a strange little gold mine. Maybe oh, that's man, what we need to do. We need funny. to write this movie. Dude. You'll Dude. still get to be Jackie Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We'll get a hologram of Anna Nicole Smith to play <laughs> Richard Nixon just because. Just because. If we're going weird, we got to go all the way weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, good times. Uh, I got a recipe for you this week. Uh, not really a recipe. I'm just going to brag a little bit. Uh, I think I... Did I tell you last week I was going to do this? I made uh, I made beef short rib stew. I saw a picture of it, and it looked Dude. beautiful. Dude. Just freestyling it, just uh, just kind of doing a little improv action in the kitchen. Started off with some uh, some bone broth. I had some beef bone broth that I had uh, saved away, so uh, had that going. Roasted off some uh, some onions, some garlic, some tomatillos. Roasted that off, pureed that, mm-hmm. add that to the mix. 
Then I seared off some uh, beef short ribs on the bone, had about four of those. Just seared them real nice, set those aside. Uh, had the, so I had the broth, had the puree of tomatillos, garlic, and onions. Then I added some carrots, some celery, a little red cabbage, some mushrooms, and uh, just a few spices. Then I threw those uh, short ribs back in there, let that simmer for about three or four hours. At the, uh, towards the very end, I pulled the ribs out. Uh, took them off the bone, chopped them up, threw the meat back in, let it simmer a little more. Oh boy, it was it was a okay. Yeah, <clears throat> treated me right. Treated me right. I'm I'm leaning into soups and stews right now, dude. It's I'm so jealous of the, the only reason I don't like living in Southern California is we don't really get a fall. But we've had a fall this week. I mean, it was yeah. it's been chilly around here. It's a uh, chilly meaning fifty six. As opposed to 86. What is it but, really? Uh, Put a sweatshirt yeah. on. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I broke out the hoodie for the first time last night when I was walking Charlie. But uh, yeah, a little, little brisk, little brisk uh, weather out here. And uh, yeah, soup and stew season, buddy. Beef short rib stew. Uh, don't really have a recipe written down. I will, uh, I'll do that and include that in my next cookbook. But uh, yeah, just uh, freestyle that shit. Was Get you some... Beef broth or bone broth, uh, puree some veggies, and uh, a little beef short rib. Throw in whatever. That's what I love about soups and stews is just throw in whatever you got. I had a little red cabbage laying around. I had some carrots. Just throw that shit in there. It'll cook Go down. Away. It'll cook down, man. Yeah. <clears throat> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was real good. I like real it. We got to do some grocery shopping. I'm going to look up some... Uh... I'm going to look up a little soup and stew recipe for the Instant Pot. I feel confident <laughs> with my Instant Pot. I can measure nice. and wait. You can measure. <laughs> That's all you got to do. You got to instant nice pot, measure and wait. That's all you got to be able to do. Yeah. Well, soups and stews in general, just, yeah, one step at a time. Don't get ahead of yourself and just add some shit to the pot. Cook it down, simmer it, boom. Good times. Yeah, dog. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <clears throat> well, let's, uh, Good let, times, let's, buddy. let's land this craft. Let's do it. Um, what do you got to plug? Anything? New shirts available at anxiousandangry.com? Nah, you know, there's merch. There's, pick, there's pick merch. I got, uh, like I said, I'm going to, I think I was going to do some Twitch this week. I think so. If you want, yeah. if anybody's getting into that, I'm on there. It's just Kyle Kinane or Kinane or whatever. I might, yeah, I think I might try and play that new Call of Duty. I suck at it. I'll just play it and make fun of it this weekend. I might be on during the week. I'll put it up. I'll put it up on the socials, man. Let you know. But yeah, I'm going to do, do it, that buddy. now. I'm going to do that stuff. Yeah, I've, I'm looking into it too. I, I don't. I'm not into video games, so maybe, uh, maybe I'll get on Twitch and just cook soups and stews for a couple hours, dude. And watch me do that. People and you just sit there, and I had to get over the psychology of thinking like, oh, it's got to be a show. I've got to have jokes. It's like no, people are just looking to hang out. There's no pressure. <clears throat> it's just kicking it, interacting with people, mm-hmm. and it's nice because there's the like barrier it. of a keyboard and everything, so it's not like. After shows, I get bugged out because, you know, everybody's drunk and I'm like, I don't know how to like sometimes handle just, you know, no no offense. I'm a drunk. I love drunks. Peace be with you. But when a <laughs> drunk person is just talking at you, not with you, it's kind of a difficult interaction after you've just spoken yeah. for an hour plus and you have nothing else to discuss. Like, I don't want to talk anymore. I just talk for an hour. I want to shut up for a while. But Twitch is fun. It's just hanging out. Seems, you know, it's hard for people to be a total dick. For just in a little chat room, you don't like them, you can get rid of them. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to look into that, 
I got on there uh, the other day and watched mm-hmm. a little bit of Ron Funches. Yeah, Funches just kicks it. Yeah. Pemberton's always on there doing weird stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, let's get down that with it. Fun. Well, right on, buddy. And uh, Hey Girl, every Friday still? Hey Girls on Friday. We skipped last week. Bronger was traveling. It was all like, everything was just election news anyway, so we weren't saturating yeah. that. But that's on Fridays. What else we got? Nothing, nothing yet. I'm uh, getting back into it, man. You guys got Stonebergs. I saw you skip that because you were partying too much this week. Stonebergs is going to permanently move to Wednesdays instead of Mondays. Uh, Katie's uh, training people now. Her uh, personal training business is picking up. She's got all kinds of clients now. Oh, nice. And uh, so now we're just having to kind of rearrange our schedule. But, yeah, uh, new Stonebergs uh, dropping Wednesday and uh, every Wednesday thereafter, uh, moving from Monday to Wednesday. So make a note of that, Stoneberg fans. New America beneficial for everybody already. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, buddy. Good catching up. We'll talk to you next week. Soups and stews. The Boogie Monster. Network.